Good morning! On this bowl of question crunch, Priestess Joy is here to answer questions about being a tarot card reader, the art of crafting a spell, and which witches they'd invite to a tea party. <laughs> Randomly, uh, friends of mine, uh, we were out eating, and we didn't want the party to end so early. So we wanted to find some place to go drinking and you know socialize later into the night. And we were just looking on the Google Map. We were looking at our Maps app, and we were trying to find a local bar that's conveniently drivable or some somewhere close that we can go to to be able to get some drinks. And the bar that we went to was Bright Star in. Uh, what Glendora. Is that? Glendora. Thank you, Glendora. Um, we went to Bright Star. Really adorable bar. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed their beer. Um, I really liked it because like, the beers were uh, from local breweries, and I'm always a big fan of supporting local businesses. And that's where I met Priestess Joy. That's a t You want me to refer to you as Priestess Joy, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Fantastic. Uh, and you were doing tarot card readings. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Um, and I've seen you, I've seen you post on social media that you go to Bright Star often, right? Every Saturday or at least? Uh, every Sunday night I have, uh, tarot readings there. And you do tarot card readings at different local breweries or different local spots, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I book events at different breweries, different market events, stuff like that. And then Every now and then, someone wants me to do a party, so I do that too. I'm a big fan of, like, like I said just a few seconds ago, I'm a big fan of shopping small and shopping local. And so when I saw uh, how often you go to different local places, not like the big spots, but the small spots, I just absolutely adore that. And that's what made me, uh, when I was looking through your social media, I was like, I gotta follow this person because I think I actually. I didn't even go on the Bright Star Instagram. I didn't go on your Instagram. I went on the Instagram of IE, I, I, I think it was IE Brew, which is, and that's what, oh, they tagged you, and I was like, ah, oh, cool. I like helping out the community. That's awesome. Yeah. What got you into tarot? So, that's kind of a long story, but as a child, I had, I had a lot of interest in divination. Uh, I started with palmistry, um, but I had to learn in secret. My parents were both radical evangelicals, very, very fearful of anything divination, and especially tarot and the occult, all of it. Um, so it wasn't until a few years ago that a friend kind of he just convinced me to give it a shot and I'd already been dabbling in magic. Um, but he convinced me to, to get my first tarot deck. And so I got my first deck. I learned the cards within a week. And then within a month, people were already asking me what I charged for reading. So I was like, well, all right. So I talked at the lovely, I talked to the lovely Kristen at the bright star tavern and got my Sunday night spot there. And I've been doing tarot readings there and other places ever since. That is, I mean, no, the story is awesome. I love the story, but that's a bummer that you had, a, that that your parents weren't uh, cool with you enjoying and exploring this realm of study. I'm, I'm, that's a bummer. It took, it took a while for me to fully get in touch with my own unique spirituality because of that but um I I wouldn't take back any part of my journey you know it's that's 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 always a tricky conversation because uh we are who we are because we got here from every step that's been taken um I would appreciate uh less trauma but <laughs> I mean I wouldn't be me without it, I guess. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. I I would also say that, you know, I did learn how to be spiritual in a church. Um, there were people that I looked up to spiritually, and I did I did learn a lot there that I I'm able to take further into my own spirituality. You know, 
you got to cherry pick, of course, but I did learn things. I'm all for cherry picking the nuggets of wisdom that comes from anywhere and everywhere. Uh, what was it? Uh, just last night, me and my friend had uh, food and we, we had a di- No, sorry. I was going to say we had dinner. The, the story keeps changing in my mind in real time right now. Uh, we had lunch. We had lunch. And we were talking about how uh, I love a TV show um, and I love the message of the show, but I can't objectively understand if the show is, if the show is good. I can't tell if it's good or not. I just really love the message and the execution might be bad and I just can't see it. And they explained that I was raised on (laughs) Saturday morning cartoons where you have a half an hour of just bullshit plot. And then at the end you have a message. And I just learned the message and just accepted everything else. And I'm like, ah, fuck. Uh, That that opened a whole window to myself that I didn't even understand. I didn't expect where I just don't mind the plot necessarily. I just, if you have some kind of message, I'm, I'm game. Let's do this. Yeah. And I I tell that story just because I do love finding the little nuggets in life that uh, no matter where it comes from, even if, you are not as religious or evangelical as your parents were or are now you could still find that there were people who were talking, who were telling truth into you to tell stuff that you were going to connect with, that you weren't even ready to connect with in the way that you do, you do now. Mm-hmm. That was a whole lot of gibberish in one sense. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I learned a lot about, I would say prayer. And I had all kinds of questions as a child about like, okay, how, how do we hear God? How do we know that God is speaking to us? And I would say that, that, that question alone, I've only just now in the past couple of years been able to really, really answer that, but I wouldn't, I'm glad that I started asking those questions very early on in life. Those are damn good questions to ask. <laughs> mhm. And I think it's I I particularly enjoy it that uh you came to those answers not not by yourself. There were people that were whispering stuff stuff to you, but it was your own journey to get to where you are and I always appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, that being said, uh, what sort of witchy services do you provide? Uh, so I, I could honestly talk all day about the services I can provide, but I'll try to keep it simple. Uh, uh the, two, the two like biggest ones, the ones that people ask for, or the ones that you're a favorite one. <laughs> so I, I do tarot readings, um, and I do spell work. So I craft, uh, and perform spells and rituals for people. Um, and kind of connected to that, I'm also ordained, so I can do weddings, baptisms, funerals. Um, I'm really open to all kinds of ceremonies and spell work. What does what goes into spell work? Uh, do you do you learn that via book on a YouTube video, or is it individual? Like if someone tells you what they need, you craft it there. Learning how to craft spells is is kind of a long journey. Um, it's it's a lot of reading. It's a lot of following other witches and then developing your own practice. Um, I'm sorry. What was the second part of that question? Um, oh, what goes into it for me? Oh, okay. So, um, I honestly I'll use uh, candles, specific candles and sigils that I craft. Um, for the specific intention Um, and then there's crystals Um, we do like a tarot card reading we may um, burn things in my cauldron (laughs) you know there's a lot that goes into it and it's it's all based on what the person needs so it's all it all varies I that's I think that's fascinating just because uh, when I'm working on a cartoon, I do have an outline. I have to I have an idea of how to start looking at what the what the gag has to be. But a lot of times I'll have an idea and 
if I can, I'll wait for the idea to marinate in my head for a while until I can get a good punchline, until I can get like a good solid one-liner at the end. And that's what I'm curious about with spell work is uh, depending on what the person wants to spell, if they want successful money, if they want successful uh, job, if they want to get find a good parking spot, <laughs> where, where are the seeds planted to create the spell? Does it stick with you? You start with a candle and work your way out or start with something and work your way out? What, what is that something? So um, everything has a correspondence the candle colors, the number of candles, um, the crystals, any herbs or incense that you use. Um, and then of course, when you, when you write a prayer or some kind of incantation, um, it all, it all matches up to your specific intention for, for this spiritual exercise. Does that make sense? <laughs> It absolutely does. Uh, I, and that's why I ask is just because there's a lot of details that go into it. And I was wondering if it was, if the color of the candle was important because there's so many different colors. It would just be very bizarre if you have a very emotional spell that you want to cast and you pick a bright fuchsia candle. It'll be like, damn, this is inappropriate. Killing the mood here. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you can use pink candles for self-love and healing. So it can it can work. Sometimes sometimes there's different candle colors that can work for each purpose. And so sometimes you just pick whatever's resonating with you the most. And is it resonating with you or the person that you get getting the spell? Uh, e either way, I mean, if I'm crafting the spell, it's gonna be me, and I guess it would be what I what I think that person can benefit from the most. Is there a cool place where you can find like a multicolored candles, like a a, a a big shelf of candles that you can pick for what color you need? Um, yeah. So if you go to uh, metaphysical shops like crystal stores and whatnot, they'll have candles and they'll have all kinds of different candles, uh, depending on where you go. But you can also um, buy candles online. Um, so if you're looking for a very special kind of candle, you might want to go online. But yeah, <laughs> there's also candles in uh, different shapes for different spells. Like sometimes there's figures, like figure candles and stuff like that. Um, if you're doing a long-term spell, it'll be a bigger candle that you'll light more than once. That's we could talk for days about it. <laughs> I, and I'm I'm all for you telling me everything about it. It's just really fascinating. This is a it, I my my candle knowledge is very limited to birthday cakes and uh, scented candles. Usually pumpkin spice. Still, both both very magical spell work related. Um, have you ever, is, has it ever been a thing where you make your own candle? Um, I actually, I have with, with my dear friend that convinced me to do tarot. We actually, we made a candle together and they've been making some candles on their own here, here and there. Um, so we haven't gotten into it as much as we probably will in the future, but yeah, candle making is really fun. I'm just wondering if there's any level of uh, more in, uh, more that can be done with the spell work with uh, making your own wick. Making your own wick. So we we definitely bought wicks um, that were already made. But yeah, I do believe that the more that the more that you do things yourself for the spell, I do think it is more powerful, especially if the whole time you're crafting it you're thinking about your intention for it. Uh, would that be more, more personal aspects, more layers of personal, uh, what's, I'm trying to think of exactly how to turn this. Uh, the more steps that are involved that have personal connections, would that make the spell work stronger? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think the more that you put into the spell before 
and after, uh, the more successful it's going to be. Like there's, there's a passive part of the spell and then there's an active part of the spell. So the passive part is the way that you're talking to the universe by using these specific candles, these crystals, these, um, these scents and whatnot. Um, you're talking to the universe and that's a little bit more passive. We're kind of going into the self, you know, like if you meditated on your intention, that's going into it ourselves. It's a little bit more passive. And then the active part of the spell is what you would do after to like go towards your intention. So um, it's not just crafting the spell and then expecting it's going to work. It's uh, crafting the spell and then going about making it happen on your own. That is refreshing. I dig that because... Uh, as someone who's not too familiar with spell work, I do like it that uh, there there are still steps that you have to take. That you you know you you're kind of making a deal with a spell where it's like if you set it up, I'll knock them down. But if you don't knock them down, you got nothing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, um yeah. I was gonna um, say it's very sim similar to what I tell people that uh, uh, a lot of stuff needs luck. But if you don't put your yourself in a position to have luck happen, then you're you're not going to get anywhere. You have to actually do the work and put yourself in in the situation. Absolutely. That's cool. Uh, you had mentioned in a message thing in in the messenger that uh, you know how to flirt with universe, or you do flirting with flirt flirting with the universe. Is that passive or active? And what? Okay, <laughs> I want to know what it is. What do you mean by that? And also, if it's active or passive, I'd say I'd say it's passive and active both. So um, you going inside yourself, asking, okay, what do I need to do to make whatever I want happen happen? Right. So maybe maybe you're trying to land a job. Okay, you might you might have to go to school, you might have to um there's all kinds of steps that you're gonna need to take to get that job, right? Um but in preparation, say preparation for an interview, if you meditate beforehand, you make yourself calm and grounded, maybe you use some smoky quartz, you know, maybe you've got a smoky quartz in your pocket for the interview. Um, and you reach for that to ground yourself during the interview. Um, there's, there's all kinds of passive and active parts of that. Did I answer the question? <laughs> uh, kind of, uh, that sounds like a, a lot of the same thing with, uh, doing spell work. And I do like that, uh, the passive part is having these, this stuff there around to ground you, to help your energy or to help uh keep calm to all, all the stuff that is in your uh inventory but the active part is actually going to get the job mm -hmm. yeah well when you said flirting with the universe i thought it was more along the lines of you know you lean in and be like hey universe what's up <laughs> that's exactly what you do that's exactly what you do you you say hey universe um, I'm going to have the audacity to ask you for this. Um, and then you, you have to listen, you have to keep your ears open, you know, for the, the way the universe talks back to you. Um, and that, that kind of goes back to what I said about, um, talking with God and how do you know God is talking back to you? You know, it's it's the same thing, whether it's God, the universe or some other deity. It's a conversation if you keep your ears open for it. I do enjoy the idea of flirting with God. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I got a drink. <laughs> Here's the thing that they never told you. Prayer is sexy. Mm, that's is. correct. I've never heard that. <laughs> it is. I need, I need to make that very clear that uh, I've heard prayer described in many ways, but sexy has never been an adjective used to describe prayer. 
But when people have a conversation with me about prayer, I'm going to say, like, say, like, uh, do you believe the power of prayer? I'm like, hell yeah, it's sexy as hell. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And you know, we could do a whole nother interview where I convince you that prayer is sexy. Oh no, I'm convinced already. I'm convinced. I'm, I'm just gonna be like, hey, God, what's up? What's happening? You up? <laughs> What are you wearing? <laughs> what, are you, what are you thinking about, God? <laughs> no, I'm convinced. I'm done. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> Sorry, it's just really funny to think. I'm. Uh, I want to draw a comic about me hitting on God. All right, deal. That's what prayer is for me now. That's. <laughs> uh, if you were having a tea party with any three witches, who would you choose? So the first one. Probably Pamela Coleman Smith. So she is the original artist behind the Rider Waite Smith tarot deck. Um, she was a woman of color and she got almost no recognition at all for the work that she did. And yet her work has impacted so, so, so many people. Um, so I would, I would love to have tea with her. And then uh, Gabriella Herstick who is someone that you should all look up. She's a beautiful, beautiful person. Um, and she, she's got a lot to say about witchcraft, sex magic, um, meditation, breath work. She's just, she is fantastic. And she has several books out that you guys can check out. And then the third one I'd say is Queen Herbie. Do you know who that is? Nope. So you should you should look up her music. She's fantastic. I actually use a lot of her songs um, for manifestation, like on a daily basis. Um, and her music is very magical. There's a lot of spiritual magical messages in there. I'm a little uh, embarrassed to say that when you said Queen Herbie, I pictured the love bug from the <laughs> Herbie movies. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Is it? I feel bad. I feel bad that I'm now, uh, I'm forever associating anyone who gets even close to the term Herbie with the love bug. I don't, I don't think that's a good thing. I really don't. If you, uh, if you listen to her music enough, that'll change. Okay. Without right. a doubt. I dig it. She, she, uh, her music is going to make me believe in, uh, magical sentient, uh, cars, automobiles. I don't know if she has a song about that, but she's not done making music, so we'll see. <laughs> so, so since she's she's a current musician, uh, I, I I I understand why I don't know who this person is because I'm not too savvy on current. Like my favorite thing is whenever shows or movies have guest stars of current stars of current celebrities, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah, same, same. It's weird, though, because I feel the same way about Dick Van Dyke when I'm watching Dick Van Dyke and a celebrity shows up and everyone roars with cheer. And I'm like, I have no idea who this is. And now I'm getting the same feeling for current shows in color and they're coming out right now. And I have no idea who it is. It's really weird how I'm either too young for that or too old for that. There's like a little sweet spot of me recognizing the celebrity. Yeah, I mean, we are getting older, aren't we? <laughs> How dare you, time being all linear and shit. I would argue that it's not linear at all. You can. I'm still, I'm I'm stuck. <laughs> like, whenever I look at the clock and I'm, like, get heading to work and I'll be like, all right, I got time to do one drawing. I look at the time. I'm like, never mind. Cool. Why you got to be so mean, time? Oh, absolutely. When I asked the question about what three witches you'd have a tea party with, I, because I'm nerdy, I'm nerdy. I always think about movies and TV show. I always think about pop culture. What I really love about your answer is that these are actual real people that I am looking forward to Googling and finding out more about. That's cool. That's a pretty fantastic answer that I did not expect. Yeah, good, good. I'm glad to blow you away. <laughs> Well, because a lot of the people that I talk to, uh, I am I'm in plenty of uh, uh, what's the term? Uh, damn, uh, it's when you're stuck in a bubble, your own bubble. Mm -hmm. 
I'm trying to remember what the term is. It's some political term when you're in the... Uh, damn it. I'm, under a rock. <laughs> what was that? Under a rock, maybe? It's not under a rock. It's uh, whatever. It's it's when, when you have a sort of social circle of folks and they all say the same thing. Damn it. I'm really on this term. Either way, the point is, is that I'm surrounded by a lot of nerdy folks. And so I just assume that everyone else is as nerdy where it's like, oh, three witches? Cool. I'll talk about Mad Madam Mim, Maleficent. And, you know, uh, Witch Hazel. And uh, I think I'm going to go with Witch Hazel from Looney Tunes and not Witch Hazel from Disney because that's three witches from Disney. I want to go to a different company. <laughs> Get some variation in there. <laughs> but no, I really love your answers. That was really, really fa- fantastic. Really fascinating. Thank you. Um, what has been, because we talked about how you go and do tarot card readings at different bars and unfortunately, when I went to the bar that you went to, uh, it was, we were in uh, one hell of a storm. So there was uh, a lot less people going out to the bar in that m- mess. Absolutely. I'm out uh, there rain and shine. <laughs> that time was pretty scary. Uh, I remember I took the freeways and the freeways were very dangerous. And then when I went home, I decided to use all surface streets which was also still dangerous because there's still lots of flooding, but I took baseline all the way home. It was a longer drive, but a lot less dangerous. Uh, I would love to see that bar, Bright Star, when it's more, when it's safer to drive because seeing their social media, it's pretty, it's a pretty good bar. It's pretty uh, busy. You'll have to come out tonight. It's my tarot night, Sunday. It is Sunday. Let me get back to you on that, because that could be a thing. Because I, I live a good distance away from Glendora, so it's highly unlikely that I'm going to make it out there. Um, but if I don't have any work tonight, that is a possibility. Let me let me think about that. Let me argue the pros and cons. We'll toast to our interview. <laughs> um, so what has been one or a few of your favorite in-person tarot card reading experiences? So um, I would say... Um, my, my favorite, I'll, I'll rank it. My favorite would be with the star garden dancers who were, um, on strike, um, about, I mean, it was, it was like a year ago, uh, a year and change. They went on strike and they're now forming their union, but I went on the picket line with them many times and, I did free tarot readings for the dancers and then anyone else who wanted a tarot reading, they just had to donate to the dancers fund um, so that they could stay on strike and continue their fight. So that by far was my favorite experience. Um, But the second one would be with the Inland Empire Brew Witches, who we just talked about. I went to their... um, their Wonder Witches in Wonderland event um, and did tarot readings for them. And so that was wonderful. They're like a, a feminist craft beer group that's kind of witchy, which is awesome. Totally up my alley. I love beer. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited to be working with them in the future too. Um, I guess the third experience is more, probably more of what you were looking for with your question. Um, I was at the Bright Star Tavern one night and I had just gotten this crystal pendulum. It was really calling me like all the time. So I had to pull it out and I was showing a friend of mine and he didn't believe in it at all. And so I pulled it out and I said, okay, in your mind, you just, you ask this pendulum a question and see what happens, you know? And we had already asked the pendulum to tell us what a yes answer is, which was probably rocking back and forth. And then a no answer would be in a circle or something like that. So my friend asked his question and slowly, slowly, but surely the pendulum gave an answer and he freaked out. He freaked out. He couldn't believe it. So that was that was funny. I'll, I'll never forget that. <laughs> Making a believer is pretty rad. Um, so the first two questions, I do want to talk about that. Because the first one, uh, the uh, Star Garden Dancers, 
I applaud you for helping out with any picket line. Whenever I hear about any group of workers unionizing, I'm always ridiculously supportive of any any goal, any any desire to become a union. That's fucking Absolutely. fantastic. Absolutely. And I saw you post. Are they get? Are they close to getting a union? They're they're um they're doing stuff in court now, so it's moved to court. Um, things are happening, and they're going to be making an announcement soon. So follow at Stripper Strike NoHo on Instagram uh, to follow their story. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to happen, and they're going to be the first uh, unionized strip club in America. So that's it's pretty unbelievable, and it's uh, I just really look forward to being able to go inside the Star Garden and hang out with my girls. You know when they're unionized absolutely and i it's it's just really cool it's really cool because i feel like a a, a lot of uh sex worker industries that, that's a term right sex worker i just want to make sure i'm not stepping on anyone's toes yeah yeah sex okay. worker yeah. i'm just making sure i'm just making sure because sometimes the terminology I, I i lose track of what the terminology is but uh any sex worker industry that becomes safer i think is just the fucking best it's always cool i i love it safety is sexy safety is sexy i'm, I'm more willing to say the safety is se- i'm willing to call safety sexy versus prayer that's I, I'm, I'm more about safety safety gets me <laughs> <laughs> but how long has that strike been going on uh it's been i want to say at least a year and a half maybe even longer i'm not sure and can still people do- donate to the fund to keep it to 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 keep supporting folks? I believe so, yes. And I would because you know they need all the help they can get. They've been out of work, and it's it's been difficult. Well, doing a doing a strike is uh, especially if the strike has been going on a year and a half. That's a uh, emotionally draining. So any kind of support, any kind of uh, um affirmation is very good it's very healthy and helpful yeah the girls need it uh the second one i.e brew witches uh i think that they are fantastic i love them because uh it was really strange because i follow i follow my uh representative my house representative and i commented on their posts and then someone liked my post and I was like oh I wonder who this is because I I live in a very uh, not small area but I feel like there's a lot of connections in the area and this is a good example of how it is because I saw the person and the person posted a thing about the IE brew witches and I clicked on the account and I'm a fan of beer and I'm a fan of feminism I'm a fan of uh witches I'm a fan of the, <laughs> the every every word in their title was amazing and exactly. so I clicked on their account and then I saw them post about you. And so while uh, I don't believe we live in a small area, which we kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes there's just really weird coincidental uh, connections that I really dig. And so I love them and I will do whatever. One of, one, of, one of these days I'll go to one of their events. I just feel like sometimes I'm working or I have biz- I'm busy at the time. But one of them I want. I, I just think they're really cool. They they are cool and they throw fun parties. Um, they're wonderful people, just wonderful. I I gave tarot readings for a whole lot of them and they were they were all just wonderful people. So they seem wonderful. Uh, any any because like uh, I know you also go to Ironbark and I'm always I really do love supporting businesses that are uh, aggressively feminist. Yes, yes. I that was one of the reasons I like them because they, you know, it's nice to support and do business with a company that stands by your values. So I agree and I'm a big fan of social media because I know a lot of people uh, a lot of older folks complain about social media because they're like, uh, "Oh, I hate it that we we used to say anything we want, but now if we post or say anything, we get canceled. And I'm like, no, I enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoy it because I like it that I can become a fan of someone and then find out that they have shitty opinions and be like, cool, thank you for letting me know that you're a shitty person yep. so I don't become invested. <laughs> the the trash takes itself out, that's for sure. 
And I feel like social media helps that out. I'm, I'm a cool about that. And a lot of times when someone says something that I don't agree with on social media, I won't necessarily blast the person. Depends on how bad it is. Depends on how bad. But if it's someone that I just don't agree with, a lot of times I'll be like, cool. I'll silently unfollow them or silently be, not become a, like I'll, I'll break ties. Uh, and only, only in a party where I've been drinking, I will talk about, I will talk about their shit. <laughs> well, um, I'd say that's a great way of holding on to your energy and your power is by not, not validating it with the reply most of the time, honestly. It's a good practice. You're a wizard. You're a wizard, Jimmy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> My dream of becoming a wizard has been fulfilled. Um, there's been a book, and I can't remember what name it, what name it is, uh, and I've been wanting to find I found it a few months or years ago. I don't know. COVID has made my grasp of time very strange. Um, but there was a wizard story where the kid had white hair, and I've always wanted white hair really badly. Not enough to dye it. No, I bleached my hair a long time ago. But if you bleach your hair, eventually it becomes frosted tips, and I don't want to do that again. I just want old age to make this all white early, as <laughs> soon as possible. <laughs> Fantastic. Are you going to grow it out as well? Uh, we'll see. We'll see what the fates have in store, because uh, my receding hairline keeps on running for the hills as fast as possible. Um, just I put got on some- a pointy hat. Oh, I'm I'm definitely gonna wear wigs. I'll wear white wigs all day. That's what I'm gonna have. <laughs> I'm gonna have the Gallagher, just a white ring around the side and back of my head. Ooh. But I got I got white hairs coming in on my chin, and I'm like, oh, just just tell your friends. Let's <laughs> we don't need brown. Let's let's all make a white. Yeah. That sounds really racist. Don't I don't want to use that phrase in any social media. Holy shit. Uh <laughs> we'll cut that part out we'll We'll just leave it with salt and pepper looks nice (laughs) yes that's so much better than what i just said (laughs) uh i don't want to cut it out because it's a funny phrase it's bad this whole conversation is really funny um change the subject speaking of color um (laughs) since this uh this episode is going to come out in march uh whenever march comes along i think about green as you know commercialism has taught us to think about when saint patrick's day comes along and then i start thinking about kermit the frog uh it's not easy being green and i'm the song is strange because the song talks about uh spending every day being the color of the trees and like i don't know that sounds pretty awesome but uh, which green character do you think had the most, who, 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 which green character thinks, no, it's the hardest being green. Let's say that. <laughs> um, so there were a couple that came to mind, but I'm going to use this one because it sticks with the theme. So I'm going to say the big bad witch. No, the wicked witch of the West. The big bad witch. <laughs> um. Uh, my mind merged a few fa- like that's pretty neat because now I'm thinking a big bad wolf, but in a witch's costume. That's pretty cool. I might draw that. All right. <laughs> isn't isn't that how the song goes? The big bad witch, the wicked witch, ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. I don't know. I think so. I think that's how it goes. But anyways, I I think it's really sad because you know. Her sister dies, you know, a house falls on her sister. And Dorothy's first thing is, okay, I'm going to take this bitch's shoes. Um, And the Wicked Witch, she just wants her sister's shoes back, right? Like, it's kind of messed up. It's been a while since I read the book. I'm going to have to look back at what the book is, but I don't think it's Dorothy's decision. I think Glinda is the dick. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but like Dorothy still put those shoes on. So she stole, she stole a dead woman's shoes. So, yeah, but and she didn't give them back. So no, you're, no, you're right. It's the it's the not give it back because I know I I can't I I haven't read the book, so I can't tell what the book does. I might have to get that book. Now that I think about it, that's one book that I should probably have read. Damn it. Okay, I'm, I, that's on my reading list. But as far as the movie is concerned, um. 
Linda just magically teleports the shoes onto Dorothy's feet. And you're right, Dorothy does not give it back. Dorothy Dorothy just walks off with them. But for you know, but it's Glinda that's like, haha, you should put okay. on those. Okay, so if I'm wrong, I'll give a whole nother reason. She can't even take a shower. That sucks. That's a that is a valid reason. That's a oh that's the best reason. Cause like I was thinking of uh the Jolly Green Giant, and it would suck to be a giant, but also kind of cool. But not being able to shower, just even disregarding the smell, I just really love showering. Yeah. It's she relaxing. That might be why she's green. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, have you have you uh read or watched the wicked the play Wicked? I actually haven't. I know like a couple songs from it, but no, I haven't. Which is hilarious because I am a theater person. Uh, <laughs> theater person, what plays have you done been in? So the most impactful uh, play I ever saw was The Phantom of the Opera. I was eight years old. Uh, Davis Gaines was the uh, Phantom, and I've seen the show multiple times since, and they don't compare. No Phantom has ever compared to Davis Gaines. And I actually got to meet him and uh, the woman that played Christine backstage. And so I've got pictures with them. It's pretty, pretty cool. That was that was really impactful for me. I would generally agree that no other Phantom can uh, compare, but I will give it to my uh, friend Quentin Lee. Uh, rest in peace. I, I just want to. For forever, just because he's a dear friend of mine that we lost a few months ago, uh, they will forever be my phantom, despite never having seen them be the phantom. That's that's a rough story, and sorry to be a buzzkill. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and I think it's great that you honor them. It's just when you mentioned the phantom, I was like, oh no, I got one. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Um, what, okay, so one of my favorite things about your social media, and I want more people to know about this, and is your spicy tarot. I love the spicy tarot because it reminds me of, uh, if anyone has seen Mallrats, the person who does the fortune telling in the mall. No, she's not in the mall. She's in the, uh, yeah, she is. She's in the strip mall, I think the term is. But, uh, yeah, she does fortune telling topless. And I remember it was Brody that said something along the lines of, yeah, she can tell me whatever. She can give me any bad news, but it'll be it'll be easier to accept that bad news to hear that bad news when nudity is involved. And wonderful. what was that? I said wonderful. <laughs> and so I think that the spicy tarot is such a fantastic idea. Um, it's just really sexy. Uh, I I I I've had tarot card greens before, but. If there's, you know, sexiness involved, then I'm even more motivated to get a tarot card for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. I, I definitely, I mean, I, I love it. I put on some lingerie and it's, you know, at the very least, it's sexy that way. Um, and, you know, depending on your budget, it can turn into strip tarot. So what made you decide to do that? That's another like really hard to answer question. It just happened slowly and slowly over time. Um, I think I've always really enjoyed taking nudes and um, taking better and better nudes is just a passion of mine. Um, and I, I'm a nudist myself. So nudity isn't inherently sexual to me. Uh, a lot of what I do is more artistic, in my opinion. Um, but I also, you know, I also really do just love putting on a show of some kind. And if I can make it sexy, that's even better, you know, so. I, uh, I, I used to have a friend who blamed me for uh, turning them into a nudist because we were at a figure drawing session and they were, they told me, they said that, you know, I'm just going to keep my underwear on. And I was like, 
why we're all born naked. We're all just naked. We start naked. That's the, that's all of us. All the clothes we add on, all, everything else is artificial. We buy it. We capitalism has made us be like, oh, you need that shirt. You need those pants. But in this, without anything else, we're just naked. And so he did the figure drawing session as a model nude. And after that point, <laughs> it gave, it emboldened him to become a nudist and it just snowballed from there. Wonderful. That's great. So I'm all for nudity. And I think it's awesome when people take that kind of uh, sexuality and get empowered by it. I think it's awesome. It's it's awesome. It's sexy. It's empowering. Can't lose. Uh, one of my favorite posts that you did was let's manifest wealth. And you had gold helping on. Yeah, yeah. I love I love that piece. Um, you can use for manifesting wealth. It's usually gold or green is are the colors you want to choose. And, you, and someone can get on your spicy tarot via your Patreon, correct? Um, Patreon or Instagram. Um, if you want your own spicy tarot reading, it won't be on Patreon. We would like set it up together. Um, I do it in person as well, but I need to hire a bodyguard. So it's a little more expensive. So I do recommend for the most part virtual Hiring a body bodyguard is important. Uh, I remember from my friend's uh, bachelor party, we did hire a stripper, a burlesque dancer. I think it was. I think both phrases work. I guess for this person because uh, uh, they didn't go full nude, but they did do. They did do a very sexual dance, and uh, they did have someone who came to the house with them. And I was like, yeah, do it. I I. It's weird when people get defensive, where it's like, oh, I'm safe. Don't worry. I'm like, no. They don't know you. You're a customer. Mm -hmm. Happens a lot. It happens a lot. There's not a single person I'm going to risk my life with. Good call. I highly, no, totally understandable. Um, so when you do, have you done a lot of uh, in-person Spicy Tarot? Uh, no, honestly, not a lot. It's usually more virtual. I've had people. Um, consider and talk about it a lot and they they're like thinking about it for the future but I haven't had a lot of that yet it's more virtual which is fine by me <laughs> agreed uh <laughs> I uh this this oh okay cool sorry we can cut this part out I was looking at the time um but uh wh while I don't like uh I Definitely <laughs> hate COVID. I definitely hate COVID because it's taken out some friends of mine. But uh, I do like the, I do like it that so many of us have gone virtual because it saves money on gas. And it also connects a lot of people all over the world. There are some friendships that I've made virtually that, because uh, I'm not a gamer, so I haven't had a lot of encounters with people around the world but because people have gone virtual and people have made Zooms and Discord where people can hang out and talk, I've got friends all over the world now, and I do appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got a lot of friends abroad as well, and I, I truly value and treasure those friendships. They're great. Have you done a spicy tarot to another country? Yes. Yes, I have. What country, if you don't mind me asking? That's pretty awesome. Belgium. Okay. <laughs> were there were there a lot of thick accents? Because I feel like uh, what really is really disappointed is whenever I talk to someone in a different country and I expect an accent and it's something completely different or it's it's because uh, they're like, uh, no, I lived in the U.S. I moved here. I'm like, well, then you're false advertising. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, they they do have an accent. I've I've actually been to Belgium. They they have accents, but um they're taught English and they're taught to speak English with an English accent. So That's a bummer cuz when I went to Boston, I was expecting a Boston accent and the only time I got a Boston accent was from the cop. <laughs> 
Like I was hanging out with a lot of people. I was hanging out with a lot of folks there and I was waiting for the Boston accent and then didn't get it. But then the cop at the end of the Halloween party, he's like, all right, party's over. And I was like, it's what? <laughs> what, what the, the, the party is over? Yeah, the party. The party's over. <laughs> now, do you do a lot of custom photo shoots on, on Patreon? Or can people donate to get custom stuff? Yeah, yeah. People can make requests. And it depends. It depends on the tier that you're on. Um, but people can make requests. Uh, I mostly just do whatever I'm feeling. Um, and then I'll post the content to the different tiers at that level. Well, we do want to encourage folks to spend a lot of money if they want to get on a higher tier and get the custom stuff. Yeah, I do. I do recommend people jo uh, join my high court tier, which is 30 a month. Um, and you're going to get the most benefit with that. It's really strange trying to come up with tiers because you're just like, uh, I, I'm like, oh, what people? What do people want from me? I don't because I already do comics, I do drawings, I do custom stuff, and I'm just like, what else can I add to it? Do I need to bring nudity? I don't even know what I would do if I did if I if I did drawings naked. I guess, but I don't think that I'm all my creativity is in the art. So if I was naked, I'd just be like awkward, like just drawing, staring at a can, like making eye contact. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> it's funny to be awkward in front of Because <laughs> I've thought about that. I've thought if people would pay more to see me draw naked and I don't know what I would do. I don't know. <laughs> have you seen that have you seen that clip from Saturday Night Live where Will Farrell plays a figure model for a drawing session? I don't think I have, but it sounds hilarious. He just does a really lot of, uh, not, not uncomfortable, no, uncomfortable positions where he's just staying there and just being, like, ridiculous. Like, not even being in a pretty, he would, like, stand up, lifting a leg and be like, hey, how's it going? And I feel like if I did any new drawings, that's how it would be. It would not be graceful at all. It would just be, I don't want to use the word obnoxious, but I think that's the best word for what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. If Tim Curry could voice the character in any tarot card, which character would you pick? That was a difficult question for me, and I'm gonna, I put a lot of thought into it. I'm gonna have to say the devil card. I think that'd be really interesting if he was like the devil and he's just whispering bad thoughts to Adam and Eve who are chained to him you know i i just think that'd be interesting have you seen legend no okay cool uh because <laughs> he plays a devil he plays a darkness on legend and that's a pretty good appropriate pick for tim curry <laughs> cool 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 yeah i'll uh, have to listen to that i always tell people that his laugh whenever i try to do his laugh it sounds like uh i picture a duck eating like, you know how ducks throw their throat? Like, they, they just swallow the food whole? That's how I always think about it when I do the Tim Curry laugh, where I'm like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> That is funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, this episode of the podcast is going to come out on Mario Day, which is March 10th, because the date does M-A-R, 10, and 10 looks like Mario. So it's the Mario Day for a lot of nerds. And have you seen posts about the Mario Land and Universal Studios? No, I haven't heard about it. Oh, it looks amazing. I highly recommend checking it out. I don't know if I'm I don't know when I'm gonna go to Universal because one, I try to avoid supporting JK Rowling in any in any chance I get. But also, uh it just costs a lot of money and there's a lot of crowds that I don't want to deal with. Um but I'm a big fan of Mario, so it looks really amazing. But as I'm looking at the pictures and videos of the theme park, the Mario Land theme park, it makes me wonder what other Mario Lands I would have preferred. To, what, what Mario Lands, if I had, if I can go to any land in the Mario game franchise, which one would I go to? Um, and that got me wondering, if you're familiar with Mario, if you're familiar with a lot of the lands in the franchise, which land would you want to go to? 
So I don't know their names. I mean, I played I played Mario as a kid, of course. Um, but I'm gonna have to say something colorful with like flowers and stuff. <laughs> That's a good answer. Um, I am a child of the '90s, so uh, <laughs> I am everything about the '90s. I was born in the '80s, but I'm all about the '90s. Um, and I think I'm stuck on N64 Mario. Not literally. I'm not. I've played other games since then. But my mind, whenever I think about Mario, I think about that place. Just walking around the castle and hearing that music, it always fills me with nostalgia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I loved the, um, what was it, like, dungeon or, like, the dungeon ones, you know, with, like, all the lava and the swinging stuff and... I thought those were fun, but I don't want to go there necessarily. Valid answer. Um, I know on a, at Universal they have a Mario Kart ride. And there's a part where there's Rainbow uh, Rainbow Road. And I feel, I feel like I'm so traumatized for all the times I've fallen off Rainbow Road that I would just... I would, I would have, I would cringe. I would be on the ride and have flashbacks of all the times I played the, that game and told my friends, can we stay away from Rainbow Road? Because I'm just going to fall off constantly. I'm just going to get vertigo and freak the fuck out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like anyone's listening. I'm like, uh, Jimmy, you should, uh, you should probably go see therapy for that because I don't think that the ride should give you that much of a, <laughs> of a trauma response. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds terrifying. Have you played Mario Kart? I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like Mario Kart. It was more Mario Party, but I like Mario Kart too. I was a more Smash Brothers if we're really talking about Nintendo video games because even though my mind's on Mario 64, I think of Smash Brothers frequently. And the old commercial for Smash Brothers had mascots beating each other up. And I know, I know for a fact that just because the theme park has mascots for uh, for the Mario Brothers video games, I know that they're not going to have mascots fight each other. However, <laughs> somewhere in the back of my mind keeps hoping that that's going to happen. <laughs> I think it's because I never thought I'd actually encounter mario brothers mascots in person and so now that i have we're one step closer to them beating each other up which is not going to happen but i'm going to i'm going to keep open i'm going to keep open i don't know throw money at it uh i wonder if we could do some spell work to make that happen to manifest it uh do i need to get like a mario brothers candle i ooh, i might i might do that that'd be really fun to make a to see if i can make a red candle with some white spots to make it like a mushroom i dig it I I don't know how well that's gonna burn. <laughs> um. So, what are your social medias where people can follow you? I know we talked about your Patreon, but we haven't really mentioned your name as far as social. Because I know you're on Instagram. Are you? I know you're on Instagram. I know you're on Facebook. But what other places can we find you at? So right now it's just Instagram, Facebook, and Patreon. Um, I'm gonna be um setting up a TikTok soon. Uh but so on Instagram I'm at joyful.tarot.readings and then on Patreon I'm joyful tarot and more. Is Facebook the same name as Instagram? I might have missed that part. Yeah. Okay. And cool. I don't I don't usually post directly from Facebook. It's usually I post on Instagram and it also post to Facebook. So, have you been trying to get on Discord? I feel like because like I I've I'm so bad at social media. I know I have a TikTok and I should post more on TikTok, but it's just difficult to uh, make content that I that I deem worthy. I don't I don't know. I I think so. TikTok seems to be a pretty easy platform in my experience. Um, and I feel like with drawing, there's a lot you can do if you get creative, you know. 
They can. And it's weird because, like, I did time-lapse videos, and I feel like I'm too fast doing time-lapse videos because then the video is done in, like, a second, and you can't even see my hand just because I'm already fast. I What I need to do is I just need to record it in real time and then speed it up when I'm doing the editing on TikTok. That's what I need to do. For sure, for sure. I'm sure you can make some great content. I'll give it a shot. Eventually, eventually I'll get around to it. You know, when, when I'll, I'll get around, I'll get good at it when there's a new, <laughs> when there's a new app that comes out. That's when I'll be finally good at TikTok and everyone, all the young folks will be on something different. Cool, cool. What words of wisdom would you give to an aspiring witch that wants to get into doing tarot card readings and doing spell work? I would say make sure that you do your research um, and keep an open mind. Don't don't just accept whatever you read or hear from people. Um, you need to be skeptical. Um, and yeah, do your research because there's lots and lots and lots of books out there that you should read and familiarize yourself with. Uh, not to discourage you at all um everyone has their own journey and you don't need to you don't need to read a bunch of books to start but you want to you want to do your research and you want to keep growing and refining your craft 